0: Hi, my name is John Katsavos, and welcome to the Fitness Oracle. Before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you about the secret of how to drop 10 to 15 pounds and keep it off with complete ease. I've created a free three-part video series for you that explains what the three biggest mistakes people make when they're working out and limits them to the results that they're going after. I am also going to help you Get all the details about how you can immediately sign up to the 21 day caveman challenge, which is a do it for you workout program. This has been developed by me for over 11 years of my experience as a professional personal trainer. So go ahead, put in your name and your primary email address. Click the link in the show notes below right now and we'll see you on the inside. fitness oracle where we have real conversations with real people just like you with real stories just like yours and this is one of their stories. I am your host John Katsavos. My guest today is Martin Upton from Anorexic Healer Project. He, ha- he is an online. He has an online support which provides information for those with anorexia nervosa and their families to help better and understand the condition. Martin, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, John. Yes, <clears throat> really excited about this, actually. it's. Uh, thank you for inviting me on.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I think you have a very interesting topic that we need to uh, actually bring to the forefront for a lot of people out there. Um, re- you recently had an interview with Jacob Ark. Uh, he is also one of my guests. So uh, what did you think about your, your interview with him?
1: Um, Jacob has uh, so much knowledge in every area of uh, healing. And um, it, it, so the reason why I reached out to Jacob was because with the anorexic condition, it, it does affect the uh, the internals, um, it it affects the intestines and, and the intestines are meant to be the, the second brain in the body. And I just remember a discussion I had with Jacob last year um, regarding how important it is to, to maintain a healthy gut. And I was interested to, to take his opinion on it and uh, really enjoyed it. <clears throat> the, the, normally my discussions should take around about 30 minutes to 45 minutes, but with Jacob, it took about an hour and a half. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was very informative and uh, he's very patient. He's very knowledgeable. Yeah, Jacob okay. is, uh, is fantastic.
0: Uh, he really is a good guy, all around a good guy. Uh, what got you in this? In the what got you first started in the field of anorexia support?
1: Right, so <clears throat> it's it's a tough one. I, I, I pause every now and again because uh, it it's affected me um, deeply. So um, in two thousand and six, I moved to Sweden. Um, in 2008 I bought a house in Sweden and um, in uh, 2008, that same year, I got uh, married to a Swedish lady and then uh, in, in that same year she tried to uh, kill herself and, um, and I didn't understand what it was about so I'm, I'm not looking into the camera because it's quite painful for me to remember and uh, the, the, um, <clears throat> so after she she did the the psychotherapy, it uh, turns out that she had a lot of suppressed feelings, and that uh, she she did have anorexia, and she hit it really really well and The, the reason why it came bubbling out and the reason why uh, it affected her at that time so so quickly was because she'd finally found some some form of uh, peace uh, some form of um, happiness. Um, but still, if you don't deal with your subconscious issues uh, and you don't uh, resolve them in some way, they they do they do rise eventually. And it it turns out that the um, the root cause of the uh, the illness was that she was abused when she was a child, and um, she was told that she was fat, and uh, it was quite traumatic. Actually, it was traumatic for all of us. So I'd spent the, the then from two thousand and eight up until about two thousand and eighteen, um, you know, to the um, to the anorexic wards. I'd, I <coughs> took my uh, Swedish uh, Swedish ex-wife now we divorce divorced um, to the psychiatric wards to the treatment centres, and I could just see how, how she was being treated. <clears throat> it, was, it, was, it was quite frustrating that they weren't treating the root cause of anorexia. They were, um, they were they were totally focused upon what she was eating, how much she was eating, how much did she weigh. And all it was incredulous because they, they weren't addressing the fact that she had been abused as a child, which was the n- number one primary cause. Of, of her being ill. And they were still trying to get this person who had such a s- severe trauma um, d- to talk about weight when she'd already had in her mind that she was this fat person, you know, with low self-esteem and, and so on. And the, 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 the treatment path extended her uh, recovery time um, dramatically, as I said, you know, it was between 2008 and 2018 and I just felt as if, um, I felt that things could be better. F- things could be much, much better, you know, it's especially when not many people understand an- anorexia. And if you get um, th- the wrong person giving you the advice on anorexia, it's damaging. It really is damaging the, 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 the cause and effect of a person, a psychiatrist, not all psychiatrists are specialists in in every single condition that the mind might might have. So my voice is shaking a little bit there because it it really was a traumatic time. And so the reason why I'm doing this project is because I want to help people in the right way and provide the understanding and the expertise that they need to have. And I've been fortunate enough so far during the interviews that I've that I have done with people that it's attracting the right people, but. Um, awesome.
0: That's awesome. I I know what you mean. Like, um, I know, um, when I was younger, like I have a younger sister, and she grew up with myself and my other cousin, who's also a guy, and she just grew up with a whole bunch of guys. And we used to have this little joke we used to play with her, like, uh, she's she's fat, she's fat, she's Mm -hmm. fat. But she was never fat, but we just wanted to bug her. Thankfully, there was nothing wrong with her. But we have... I have had to deal with a friend in high school mm-hmm. who was anorexic and she didn't say anything to anybody. Um, we're, we're gonna get into a little bit later on, but um, if you have a lo- little bit more of other leading questions to ask, yep. um, have you ever felt like quitting? Ever felt like quitting?
1: <clears throat> well, f- first of all, I want to go back to your friend in, in high school who who you you never knew had the had the condition so the the person with anorexia is very very good at hiding hiding the condition you know as i said you know i married this woman who i love dearly and i didn't find out about the condition until after we were married you know we were dating before that and we did go to restaurants but i noticed her eating habits were a bit and not um if there's a, such a word as normal, <clears throat> they, they, they weren't regular eating habits. And she did t- try to, to hide, hide the condition qu- quite a bit. So the, the anorexic will, will hide the condition. They look, they, look, um, they look as if they're healthy, they look as if they're functioning, they look as if they're, they're part of society because that's that's the job, right? That's the role of it, is to hide it so much that other people won't know. But also, they're, they're very in, um, some some anorexics are very introvert because they don't have the energy to get engaged in in normal discussions, normal topics. They're so focused in their mind about what's going on in their body and um, <clears throat> being able to control a situation. That's so that, sorry. I'm pausing there a little bit because that, that <clears throat> when we talk about control very often the person with anorexia, the only part of their lives that they can control is their diet, is their nutrition. Everything else might be going to hell. That's because there's so much chaos in their mind. And if, if you can imagine, you know, you uh, uh, for, for, for those who don't have the condition and you can think about what you're going to have for lunch and going can have your evening meal and maybe breakfast or meeting up with some friends at a restaurant. Because there's so much trauma associated with food and so much trauma associated with the condition, it's then it becomes um, uh, a a real challenge for that person to overcome the fear of going to a restaurant and behaving normal and maybe they're going to eat too much or eat too little or how how do they hide the condition that they have. So your friend at college was probably going through quite a lot in her mind.
0: Yeah, uh, like I said, like, I didn't find out until after, mm-hmm. like really after. And I heard from another friend that, you know, this person, you know, just finished a battle with anorexia, mm-hmm. bulimia. Uh, that's the I believe that's the one where you we, uh, throw up well, after. Yes. Yeah. 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 You purge after okay. you eat. And I was like, really, her? Out of all that? I no, yeah. Never because she was like outgoing, she was outspoken. She was also like involved with everything that everybody was doing. And just just to hear that that person was like that, I was like, wow. It's uh,
1: it's all to do with the self-image, self-body image.
0: So have you ever felt like quitting? (laughs) I tried to avoid that question.
1: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. until you've been to a few psychiatric wards where you just know that the the treatment is not working and um you know just 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 giving up absolutely because it's um it's uh, you can see this this condition affecting somebody who you really care about and you want them to be okay you want them to be healed and healthy be, be a good mother um you know all those things and uh, it it did take such a strain on me that I I, <clears throat> I did end up in hospital myself because this um, it was just so much stress and so much pressure because you know I was a father trying um, working for um, an aviation company at the time transporting um, my uh, wife to these clinics that she needed to attend, taking the children to school holding down the job and eventually I did the job badly you know because there was just too much to do and also looking after the house so all those things became too much so yeah I almost did quit <laughs> more than once
0: well I find it admirable that you keep coming back to it because uh, some uh the one thing that I actually love is uh the things that the things that are the most important things in our lives are always the hardest. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Do you, do you find that this affects more women than men?
1: Uh, no, uh, since starting the project. um it, uh, it affects men and women. I can't say equally because I, I, I haven't read the, the latest uh, statistics on it. But um, it even affects young children. There was one of the interviews I did with uh, Dr. Juliana uh, Fino, I think it's video number three, and uh, she explained that she had a young child who was 10 years old who had been bullied and she was uh, she had anorexia. She had really, um, you know, quite a struggle at such a young age, but it, it does affect men and women these days could have affected men before yeah, but yeah. We, we just didn't have the statistics to back it up
0: yeah i've actually had a conversation with a nurse and when i actually told her that i was actually going to interview you today uh she was like wait a second she and she's like thinking back to her son and she's like wait a second there's a problem with my kid right and it's a boy it's not a girl and there's this whole like uh, I don't want to call it. Uh, I don't want to call it. The, you know something. Mm-hmm. There's this whole stereotype around anorexia that it only affects women. However, it doesn't. And young girls. So the stereotype is, yeah. uh, you know, young teenage girls.
1: You no, know, it affects it affects them um, quite a larger range than than you'd expect. And the 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 older you become, the the more difficult it is to get help. Because. Um, Right. So, so you build your neural pathways. You build your your habits. You build your behaviours, and the the reason why cognitive behaviour therapy works when you're younger is because you're more susceptible to to changing your behaviour, creating new pathways, new associations, and um, this is where cognitive behaviour therapy is very very good. Um, but for the for the um, how old is the boy?
0: Uh, he's probably a teenager. I didn't really get into too much.
1: Right. Tell her to reach out to me. Quite happy to talk.
0: Sure, I will. I'll uh, forward the information off to her. Oh. So, um, how does anorexia change the brain to function?
1: Oh, this is great. <laughs> this is this, so. This is this. This was my pivotal moment for wanting to do this work. Because in the first video, the first video I had to do was because I was being woken up at three o'clock in the morning. Starvation and the brain, starvation and the brain. I thought, OK, I'll just write it down and I'll just put it to one side. Starvation and the brain, starvation and the brain. I was being nagged to death, John, nagged about it. So I'm, I'm lucky and I'm fortunate to have contact with Max Belpoolsy, who is the, uh, the sports um, um, professional sports um, physiotherapist right out. Oh, he does a lot more than just that but still and the the discussion with max was that you can i'm going to approach this from two sides one is the side with max and the other side will be the the medical um, research that i've gone into so we've talked about control the anorexic will want to control their their, their nutrition they want to control their intake They'll want to try and maintain um, a a type of um, weight image balance that they think that they're comfortable with. We won't be comfortable with it, but, but that's what they want. So Max says that the amazing thing about the body is the body wants to survive. It will do everything it can to survive. No matter how badly we're treating our body, our body wants to survive. So what happens is this. The anorexic will try to control the diet those neural pathways will be ingrained into the behavior and then that behavior is then reinforced by the brain to say oh okay well you want this okay well I'm going to let you have that and I'm going to let you build those pathways in your brain and you're going to be able to um, um, maintain your way of wanting to live that's what it is so you build that habit The second one is that, when we talk about the the medical research on this, to to back up what Max was saying, where the body will reinforce your way of doing things, um, your, your behaviors and your habits, the clinical researchers have shown that your body, if you starve it, it will strip your body of the resources, which is easiest to get, first of all. So in your brain, you have the white matter and the gray matter. The first thing to go in your brain through through severe starvation is the white matter. And on my Instagram, what I showed was um, an MRI scan, sh- um, backing up the research, which shows a patient who has severe starvation, um, anorexia state, to the um, healthy, almost recovered state. And you can see that there is brain shrinkage because the white matter is no longer there. Um, and also there's a there's a a level of dehydration as well which also contributes to it but because your body wants to survive and wants to reinforce what you're doing you can get into this dangerous cycle where then your body says well okay well I can't get those nutritions or proteins from anywhere else but I can get them from inside your body and your brain is one of the uh, easiest areas for your body to harvest those proteins that it needs so it's a this, this part alone, I think, is so important because we just think it's about starvation. Ah, oh, well, you know, what can happen? Uh, actually, it's quite devastating what can happen. And th- through, through this level of starvation, and when you lose that harvesting in your body, the major causes of um, people dying with anorexia, I mean, I think one of the latest studies I read, I need to just verify that, it, the death rate is one in five. 70 million plus people in the United States suffer from anorexia and 20% of them die. They die through either suicide or through internal organ failure. The, the, the rates of people suffering with this, um, and that's just the diagnosed people, right? That's the only the people who have actually reached out for help. So the numbers are staggering. Um, so worldwide, the, the numbers are quite huge. And, th- and this is why I'm doing this, you know, because it's not just about, oh, you know, don't be silly. Why don't you just eat something? You know, or you look a little bit skinny, put on a little bit of weight. No, it's 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 a trauma driven behavior that affects the way the person thinks and uh, totally. Um, um, the, the mortality rates are very, very high, affecting far greater numbers than what we than what we think.
0: I know. That's a big bombshell. Uh, seriously, a big bombshell. You you actually touched up on something that the that that, that the brain actually uh, changes. Yes. Do you think that is this is this how what you referred to when you were talking about earlier when you were talking about chaos
1: in the mind? So that chaos that chaos in the mind is um, is reinforced because they're trying to control the situation but then the body will reinforce that behavior because that's what you want to do and then your body tries to survive in extreme circumstances um i I covered a lot of information that i'm really sorry it's just that you know i really Um... want to help people i want to get out there and help as many as i can so if, if i covered too much please just Stop me up or make me go back over things.
0: Don't oh, don't worry one bit. You just go, you just go, and you just talk the talk your expertise because that's why you're here. You're an expert okay. in the field. Thank you very much. I, I want you, you to me. share your knowledge. Thank you. Um, are there any natural ways to help people that are suffering from this? So um.
1: So there's there's a, a method that I'm looking into. Um, I, I have a, a PowerPoint presentation that I would... Can I share something with you, if it's possible?
0: Um, yeah, let me just uh, see if I can make you a co-host here. Okay, go ahead. Let's right,
1: so, um, so just say share screen and put the
0: PowerPoint.
1: And uh, let me know if you can see it. Yep. All right. So there's there's so many disciplines involved with the treatment of anorexia. And also I've put something similar to this on my Instagram. Um, The reason why I'm using Instagram is because it's very popular with uh, um, men, women, and the entire catchment that I'm trying to reach. But there's many disciplines associated with this. And you can see here there's overlapping. So, you know, if we start at the very, very top uh, of this um, chart, we can see mentoring, counseling, psychology, uh, psychotherapy support. And, you know, you can see here from the, the, on the left-hand side, I have the patient treatment path. So, first of all, you know, we, we need to discover the root cause, you know, what 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 is, what is affecting this person? And is this person, um, uh, you know, are they anorexic? First of all, you know, is the diagnosis an an anorexia um, condition? So if we can discover the root cause, then you need to be able to treat the root cause without, first of all, in my opinion, and from the experience that I've had, and with the amount of um, specialist clinics that I've been to in Sweden, I noticed that, As soon as you start talking about say a nutrition plan too early in the root cause phase that actually has a negative effect it causes pushback which is why considering methods like the hypnotherapy to be able to discover the root cause you know put the person into a relaxed state um you know get them to be able to talk and get them to be able to understand because most people do understand the root cause of what's what what it is, they just choose to push it down and to ignore it. And then I think that the the treatment of the root cause should be next where where you look at the cognitive behavior therapy which is changing the way that you think and then introducing the nutrition plan while at the same time still working through hypnotherapy to make sure that you're preparing that person to be able to accept the treatment that's going to happen all right, so it's, it's quite complex in the beginning of, admittedly. And then, and then I talk about distraction. So distraction is a, um, it's one of those psychological terms that, in, in this instance, it's, it really is to take the person to distract their focus from what their focus currently is. Um, I hope that makes sense. It's to take their focus away from, from their driving force, Okay. And the driving force is about controlling nutrition. So if you can bring that person around to thinking about something else and to be able to do it in a way that's not um, uh, uncomfortable for them, then then this is is the path that I think the the person suffering from anorexia should consider. So the reason why this, this graph exists or this pathway exists It's because it doesn't work like that today. It doesn't work like this at all today. It's very disjointed. So, for example, in Sweden, there was the the psychotherapy support in the beginning. But it's it's not continuous. It's very disjointed. Um, Discovering the root cause actually didn't happen until three or four years into first being diagnosed with anorexia so that means that she was going through cognitive behavior therapy and nutrition plans almost as soon as being diagnosed with anorexia and you can probably see my reasoning Therefore, it being a conflict in it being an effective treatment so these these methods i believe in um, and the hypnotherapy methods, such as MHE, which is the Milton Erickson form of um, hypnotherapy, also is very fortunate to have a, a conversation with uh, Janet Philbin. She is a hypnotherapist based in New York, and um, she she um, she knows about MHE. And I, th- I th- sorry, Janet, if you're listening to this, I will need to just double check and see if your if this is yours. But I th- I think uh, that Janet is also licensed in hypnotherapy me- methods and. They're very, very good. They're very, very good in the sense that the hypnotherapy methods are the medical foundations for all hypnotherapy methods. And the reason why I can endorse this is because unless we used the Milton Ericsson methods in Sweden, we would never have found the root cause of what was affecting my uh,
0: ex-wife. Interesting. In ge- generally speaking, what are some of the root causes for uh, for anorexia, and just in general?
1: Peer pressure. It's it's normally it's uh, you know that that's complex also. So the, the for for me the the patients that I've met suffering from anorexia had trauma they all had some personal trauma and the, the personal trauma was related to uh, childhood abuse or parental issues or um, sorry, you can hear coughing in the background. I apologize. (laughs) So it was, it was to do with um, parental issues or um, some form of bullying. But then also I've noticed that some people, um, sorry, I am for the coffin stuff. and and some 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 people are also um, affected by by just being caught up in their own mind, by by being influenced by social media. Um, social media today, you know, you look at Instagram, you can see these Instagram models, and people want to aspire to be like that person, or they want to be extra muscly, or you know, and they they start equating what they see as this um, say candy image. As being somebody that they want to be themselves and um so anorexia is a form of self-punishment right it really is a form of self-punishment one because they, they aspire to be something but then um it, it does turn out as uh, some form of um self-retribution for what 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 they're going through
0: what would you say to somebody like that that's going through so, so much torture
1: so, the the person themselves don't listen that much. They 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 do want help. They do want to. Don't, so don't get me wrong. They do want help. But it's it's the families and the friends and their support groups that need to understand how to um, speak to the person with anorexia, or how to treat them, or how to respect what what they're thinking. Um, because the person with anorexia. Um, depending on how severe the state is because again you know I've seen this firsthand the, 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 they will defend the illness when they're starting to get better so they, they will understand that they they have have something to 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 tackle to to want to get better but in in the end they, they will defend the, the illness as much as they can. Because it's 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 afraid of letting go of control.
0: It sounds very much like depression because I know because uh, I've actually suffered from depression. I consistently fight it. I mean it's no you never let really win depression beat depression. Yeah. But right. it does sound very similar to what I went through twenty some odd years ago.
1: Right. Sorry to hear that. With with high anxiety, right? I would, yes,
0: yes, yes, and I'm not sorry. <laughs> right. It's, okay. It's it's one of those things that's like you know what i When I was in the thick of it, I was I hated it, but mm-hmm. now looking back, I would not have been the person I am today without it.
1: So your way of thinking and the way that you want to. Um, progress and use that as a, as a life's lesson thats that's amazingly strong and um, it's so, so you, you own the situation, you understood it, and you knew that your things had to get better. Yes. And, you, and, and then you're right because with the person with anorexia um, with all the best treatment in the world, unless that person with the anorexia uh, nervosa, wants to get better, then then they won't get better. They have to want it. They yep. have to take ownership of it.
0: You talked earlier about hypnotherapy. Now I've never been hypnotized, and I kind of have a little bit of fear uh, being hypnotized because it's kind of like. <laughs> allowing my self-control into somebody else's hands. And I don't want to be uh, barking like a dog when someone rings a doorbell.
1: <laughs> no, it's not like that. I promise you it's not like that. <laughs> no, it's, um, so, the, so the point of hypnotherapy is, um, like we, we just talked about being depressed and ang- anxious and the anxiety being very high. And also in the mind of the anorexic uh, person, they'll have a lot going on inside their mind. So the the hypnotherapy is to calm the mind and to be able to talk to the real person. Because if anybody is stressed or if anybody is highly anxious, you're not going to talk to the real person. You're not going to get to understand who, who is the real Martin or who is the real John, you know. Because there are things that maybe you suppress, you know, you just don't want to say those things. Because I, I guess, well, not I guess, but truthfully so. I mean, if anybody had been abused as a child, being able to say that in, in public is very hard. It's, it's something you probably, you, you, you know, it's not something you want to talk about because you don't want to believe that's you. You don't want to believe it's happened to you.
0: Yeah, I know that feeling. It, it, it's exactly like uh, depression. It's yep. exactly like depression. Uh, what are your thoughts on breathwork and cold showers when it comes to this?
1: Um, so the, the, the breathwork is important, but So what an, what an right, okay. So this is, this is, again, I'm very, very conscious because I know that other people will see this. So an anorexia person will gulp air to make it look as if they have a distended stomach, you know, a full stomach. They, they'll also drink a lot of water instead of taking proper, proper nutrition. And these are little tricks that are done before visiting their counsellor or the psychotherapist because they want to appear as if they're getting better, so these are these are games, right? And um, I know I've I've seen them and I've seen them acted out, and that's not just from me, you know my ex-wife. I've seen it with other. I've I've gone to awards with anorexia patients, and I can see the games that that they play. Um, before the um the cold showers, like if if we're talking about the the Wim Hof style, yeah, I mean. For, for just normal people, well, normal, that's really wrong for me to say, actually, but for, for people who are, who don't have a phobia for eating or something like that, I mean, I'm eight minutes away from the coast. I take a good walk. It's freezing outside, but still I do my breath work and cold showers, I don't know just yet because it is just a bit too cold, <laughs> but I think, but in, in Sweden, what, what we used to do, we used to Go into the sauna, jump into a freezing cold lake, go back in the sauna, jump in the freezing cold lake, and it does make you feel like you're alive.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, the only reason why I'm asking the breath work is I've recently, a couple, well, yeah. since the beginning of this year, I've actually started experimenting with uh, transformational breath work. Okay. Where it's guided by uh, uh, an expert, yes. and it takes you to something deep places that you thought that you were healed yeah. and it just brings it right to the forefront so that that's why i just i, I wanted to get your thoughts on the uh, have you ever heard of the transformational breath work
1: um no i haven't but i'm willing to
0: um research it to see where it can fit in fair enough and the cold showers i started this week and as much as i hate them <laughs> you feel alive when you come out of there <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, because there's, um, like, even, even though I'm suggesting hypnotherapy here, and, you know, you also mentioned your fear that you don't want to be running around like a chicken. And I, I, I think it's quite okay, maybe, to replace certain, um, like, hypnotherapy methods with breath work, and, or maybe to complement it in some way. So, and anything that will take that person's state and bring them into the um, into a, a way that they're willing to accept that there is a chance for them to get better
0: another reason why is because of the point you just uh, you just brought up it's because you you said earlier um, the person suffering from anorexia nervosa has this thing in their head that the only thing that they can control is their diet yes it sounds to me like they have control issues. So to put somebody, would you to put somebody in like a hypnotic state where they're going to lose control over themselves?
1: I like, understand. You know. So I, I get it. So so how is it possible to hypnotize somebody who yeah. who is who, who is so deeply in there? Right. So this is the good thing about the Milton Erickson method: is that you you are brought into this um, level state. You can be brought into this level state, no matter how chaotic chaotic um, your mind is. It's very effective. It's very effective. So you know, it's it's um, which is why I, I only say this particular method, and and not other you know, licensed methods that you can see on, I don't know, Facebook, you can become a hypnotherapist for $29, (laughs) something like that. I mean, the, the, the the true hypnotherapy manuals and the, and the books, they're, they're hundreds of dollars. They're hundreds of dollars. So it's, it's uh, and you need to be professionally licensed for it as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a good question.
0: Um, sorry go ahead
1: go ahead no i was um, i was just going to sum up on on that one just to say that it, it is possible to use this this form of hypnotherapy to to bring a person into a, into a, a frame of mind where they're, they're willing to share what their problem was and to allow them to understand that okay well that that was the problem but but now we can look at um look at the future you know take you from where you are right now and
0: Helping is, with treatment. Is there a, because this is such a neurological issue, like this is really like, it, um, this happens in the brain. So the people that have the anorexia nervosa is a neurological issue. They have problems somewhere that's in their past and they're still holding on to it. Do you know of any foods that they can, you know, try to implement in their um, diet, maybe? to to help them feel better
1: um yeah that's a good question so it's it's totally individual which is where you'd bring in the nutrition plan for for that person but the the one deficiency that they all have in common um is that the, the lack of vitamin d they have a lack of vitamin d so the Normally, it would be a vitamin D drops or a high vitamin uh, D type diet. And if you live in an area which is uh, uh, dark, or then you don't get a chance to, to get it quite, quite naturally. But uh, that's one of the deficiencies. It's, it's a common deficiency with, with people with anorexia. But as for um, the, the other dietary requirements... Um, so I follow quite a few people on Instagram who, who are recovering from anorexia and you'll notice that if, if, um, like if, if you look at those who, who are posting their posts, it's filled with what they've made that day because they want to show you that they're recovering from anorexia. And the foods are, um, are um, highly fatty foods, luxurious desserts. Some of them are just over the top because they're trying to they, they're trying to show you that they're okay and it's not a problem. But as soon as you start looking at the feed, the Instagram feed, you you know, you know that there's something else being said apart from all those meals that's been cooked. And it is because they're, they're trying to recover. So as far as the nutrition is concerned, it, it is individual. Um, uh, there's, there's, yeah, I was searching for, for some way to say that, that there is a specific food that they should consider, but the vitamin D deficiency is, is the biggest one. And also calcium in the bones.
0: I know it's... Um... But contrary to say what food should an anorexic be eating when it's an eating disorder, but there are foods out there that actually do make you mm. uh, feel better just by looking at it, smelling it, or comfort foods. Some, and comfort yeah. foods. Yes.
1: Yeah. For me, it's tomato soup. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Nothing. than good. Exactly. To the soup. Exactly. <laughs> what about uh, physical exercise? Would light physical exercise, because I, this is coming from a personal trainer, and I would not ever train a person who is suffering mm-hmm. from uh, anorexia, because it's it's extremely dangerous to do to be doing so. Mm-hmm. But is there any physical exercise that you could? Um, tell people to do so they can make you know because it does actually uh stimulate some a lot of norepinephrine Mm -hmm. and serotonin that's going on in the brain to make you feel better so right can i answer that by by
1: my experiences with a couple of different types of people who've had anorexia absolutely so i've I've met the people who suffer from anorexia and they can run half marathons and they're totally addicted to exercise. And what they will do is they'll have, uh, you know, they, they'll do their routine, which is maybe something to, to get them to have breakfast, up and running, some energy, and then they will do their run. And it's, it, it really is a full-on exercise. And then after the run, it may be something to eat and uh, something small again, but then that will be followed up by a a good afternoon walk. You know, it's so it's it's this constant need to maintain the body image. The other people who have anorexia, I've noticed those are people who are tired all the time because they just simply have no energy and they're cold because they have no body heat, right? And the blood flow is really bad because they need to wrap themselves up warm, they need to feel cozy, which is why they wear the big jumpers, the big floppy clothes so that it hides their condition. And they have no energy to engage in, in normal family lives or, or even to do then, uh, function normally as, a, as an adult. So those are the two sides. And it's surprising, isn't it? You know, if, if you don't have any energy, then how can you do a like a half marathon or how can you go for a, a 10 kilometre run? But it happens because the, the, even though in the mind of the anorexia person that it's chaos, there is one thing that they have all in common and it's strength and it's focus. And the strength and the focus is to maintain that body image that they're trying to maintain. So it's chaos, but that's what they
0: do. Interesting. What about martial arts? Because martial arts has such a powerful influence mm. when you can get the esoteric aspect and the physical aspect combined.
1: Sure. The um it would be good if if we could introduce something like that. And I'm not saying that there aren't any anorexists out there who, who don't practice martial arts. I'm sure, I'm sure there must be. Um, but it's, it's, not, um, it's, it's not one of those key exercises I've, I've got an experience of, of discussing with people. But, but for sure, I mean, I can see what you mean. Uh, what you mean by bringing in an aspect of another form of discipline, because within martial arts, you must be disciplined. You, you'll have your focus.
0: It's a good idea. Oh, the only reason why I'm bringing up exercise and martial arts is because those are the two things that actually got me out of depression. Right. So. you. Gotcha. And I, I wasn't sure if you knew of anything on the anorexic side. So. No, I don't,
1: unfortunately. But, it, okay. but, it's, but it's... Can I make a note? <laughs> Do you mind if I yes,
0: just... Absolutely. Absolutely
1: that's very interesting
0: okay i've done that thank you john no problem um you know all these kinds of psychological i don't want to call them diseases but uh imprints that we have on our on ourselves they have a very huge influence with the people surrounding us. Yes. And you are your living example of something like that. Like when I was going through my bad times, I could see that uh, my my parents were suffering because of it. My sister was suffering because of it. Mm -hmm. And my friends completely cut me off. Do you work with the family members that are being affected by this
1: yes it's the primary cause for me creating this project.
0: it's
1: the primary cause because you you've summed it up perfectly because with within the treatment of anorexia the anorexic needs the support of families but the problem is <clears throat> well okay so if, that's dependent upon the good relationship that the person with anorexia may have with the family. But still, if you don't have a good family, then you need the support of your friends. You, you can't manage anorexia by yourself. That, that really is a tough, tough hill to climb. So it disrupts family patterns. The reason is, is that family members don't understand it. And it's because it makes them feel helpless helpless is the way that i felt you know i could see this person who i loved dearly and i cared about more than anything in the world and i can see them and i can see them just hurting themselves and it just didn't make sense to me and i didn't know what to do to help them and the information that i had at the time was just awful it was might have been written back in the 1990s or 1980s or something like that but it wasn't up to date i know um, and so the with with the with the person with anorexia closing themselves off because they want to hide and protect what they're doing, it does it does cause this distance and this rift in the family. And and can you can you imagine it? You know, uh, the the person who is suffering from this can't explain why they are like, the, like why they are like they are, and still the family are still getting frustrated, upset and and just helpless again helpless you know not understanding what's going on with this person that they love
0: what are some of the tools that you use with them
1: so with with families it's the first tool is information the i'm, I'm using my website and i'm using instagram and discussions like this so I'm, this is why i'm just so happy to be with you honestly this is just fantastic to to provide information to help those families um, be better informed you know and th- th- what what i'm giving is for free you know they can go onto the youtube channel and listen to some discussions admittedly i mean i'm i'm new to the interviewing technique so if anybody has any feedback on the on the way i interview don't worry about it i'll get better <laughs> and but but the information's free and uh if, if there is a one to one consultancy or session, and I know consultancy sounds like the wrong word, but if there is a, a period of treatment that somebody wants to approach me on, then, then, then just send me a message and then we'll see what we can do. And then if, if it becomes a long treatment session, then some sessions are free, some sessions are as little as $50. And, and this, is, this is also another reason why I'm doing this. Um, for those families out there, if you take a look at the, the cost of treating somebody with anorexia, it's a lot. We're talking thousands of dollars, lots. It's, and this stops the person from getting access to the help that they need. And what I'm offering is a support service where people can just reach out to me and get information. They might just want a 30-minute discussion. We can take a 30-minute discussion. They might want a couple of hours to be able to understand the craziness that's going on that's disrupting their family lives. They, they, it's, it's, quite a, I'm, I'm not using the word craziness there in a, in a disrespectful way. It's just that for the families who are experiencing this for the first time, they don't understand what's going on. And there must be some... Um, you know, they must be helped in some way too. To give the person who they love the support that they need so
0: is there like a community that you actually uh share with these people in order for them to be a part of like a support group or something i'm building it
1: so the website exists the um the instagram exists and people can contact me directly off the website i think i've put up the telephone number recently it's a uk number by the way (laughs) sorry about that but if if you don't want to call me in the uk number then just uh log log the request through the website and i promise i'll get back to you
0: we'll put all your links with the show notes so everybody has access uh, free access to you and to to be able to contact you absolutely uh let's get into the mind of the patients now yes switch gears a little bit what are some of the things that you've come across with you know diving deep into interviewing some of these patients
1: it's um yeah sorry i'm just pausing because it's it's uh it just stirs up a lot of uh, old memories right absolutely the the, um so in the mind of the anorexic person they just simply want to live and and what, in their normality, and and their normality is being able to maintain that body image by um, controlling their nutrition to the point where the nutrition will, it will, the the starvation really hurts them, you know, they can destroy the lining of the stomach, all the um, digestive enzymes will will no longer be there because they've just done so much to, to damage themselves. So the mind of anorexic person is that they're willing to go through pain to maintain their body image. They're willing to go to the hospital wards. They're willing for their um, for their heart to have irregular beats. They're willing to have the, the body to strip itself of its, some of its resources because they want to. They want to stick to their cause. And admittedly, you know we have scales of severity, you know where uh, one person may not be as severe as the other, but I can promise you, in the most severe cases, it's, it's uh, even the even the discussions are not uh, a good discussion. It, it's it's they're, they're not like you and I talking right now, and and that's how you know the state is so bad. Um, and it is chaos because they they are dealing with trauma. And for, for some of them who haven't had the, the trauma uh, treated, you know, as in understanding the root cause, um, that stays with them. And then that is a permanent reminder of how, how much they must keep punishing themselves. Because it is punishing. They, they, the one thing that they do know is that they are punishing themselves. So it's something
0: like on the lines of pain is weakness leaving the body.
1: Um. I would say pain is a reinforcement that they believe that they're doing the right thing. That's even worse. Yeah. Which is why the mortality rates are so high.
0: Wow. Oh. Um. As a personal trainer, like I like I said before, like you hear all these trainers out there, and they're talking, and you know, pain is the weakness leaving the body. If you're not in pain, you're not growing, and this and that. And it's like, oh, it's, this is all nonsense. If you have pain, that means something is physically wrong with your body. That's your body telling your brain there's something wrong with me.
1: Yes. Correct. Exactly. So. But. And that's when I talk about the, you know, normal people, because that's, that's, you know, when we're hungry, we get this feeling in our tummy, we, we have to eat something. And um, when we're thirsty, we, you know, we want to drink water. That's not for the anorexic. And, and again, you know, it's, it's depending on the severity of the scale. You know, they could have very light anorexia, which is very easy to treat, or they could be uh, deeply ingrained into the condition where they've just hidden themselves away for so long and and those people are, are quite clear because quite quite often um, their family and their friends have given up so they're on their own and th- that's just
0: i think that's just heartbreaking actually. That, that's devastating that's it not is. heartbreaking that's devastating yeah the importance of having support from your friends especially your family is just it's so crucial so critical that yes um, they, when they give up oh man i don't i'm glad my parents never gave up on me and I, that's a little bit selfish to say but no it's not it's it's not
1: <laughs> because you, you a, a person needs that right it, it doesn't matter what what we're going to do in this world you you still need to have um like you know your social aspect i mean we are social animals after all
0: yeah. yeah um have you ever seen somebody go from anorexia to obese
1: uh no um, i've seen some people go from anorexia to um functioning okay that's even better <laughs> yeah to functioning but, but not 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 the other way around Okay. Um, but I, I did do an interview with um, uh, Natalie, um, and I and I will be publishing her video th- this week. And she she I was so uh, happy actually because she, she's a great example of somebody who has um, have has had trauma, has had uh, a you know a trial to overcome in, in her own life. And also showing how she has uh, uh, blossomed, you know, into this adult who has a fantastic life and a a wonderful daughter. And, you know, it is possible. It is possible. I don't think anorexia ever totally leaves you because of those, as I said before, those neural patterns, those habits. Um, But still, it is possible to get better or to a point of functioning anyway. That's good.
0: That's very good. Uh, We're going to be wrapping up the show very shortly. Okay, so um, I'm going to be asking you the same questions that I ask all my guests. There's six or seven questions (laughs) just to get your insight on everything. Sure. Um, happy to do that. (laughs) Awesome. So with the increase in people suffering from depression uh, from the lockdowns, Mm what would be the one thing that you could tell them to keep their hopes up? And this could actually be for anorexics as well.
1: Mm -hmm. So what we have in our minds, I think that we can always find a way to find some joy and to find some, some way to, to find some fun, um, and, and I know I'm doing this anorexia project, which is, you know, but my my way of being able to to cope with such a deep, deep area is to find my fun. You know, pe- people just need to, no, no matter what it is, I mean, um, you, you Find some joy in in what you're doing. You know, I th- not stop listening to the news as well. Just stop listening to the news. Stop listening to the news. Think of something. Think of anything that you did when you were a child. Think of something that just makes you excited. Think of something that makes you a bit passionate. You know, think of something that you did not so long ago. Even if you're in the middle of your despair, and Maybe some, somebody made you laugh. Maybe somebody told you a fantastic joke. Maybe that was that fantastic goal that you scored. Maybe that was that fantastical, you know, fun you had with your friends. Use that. Use that, you know. My advice is to try and find some joy. Find something that will make you laugh.
0: Awesome. Uh, where do you see your practice in the next five years
1: in the next five years um, well my target for the end of this year is to be um, uh, hopefully well actually that's not the right word is that my target for the end of this year is at least a thousand patients that's that's what I want and to be able to improve the lives of those people of the patients and also those surrounding the patients So in five years from now, I want to have the online clinics and with all this lockdown disappearing, which is what I'm quite uh, um, optimistic about, to have my clinics in the uh, accessible online, but also physical buildings, um, North America, UK, uh, France and Sweden to start with, and then think about where we can go after that and to have at least a, uh, to increase, uh, you know, the number of patients dramatically. Because I think that's, the, that's, the, that's also the problem because these anorexic clinics exist, but they can only take in 20 or maybe 12 patients at one time. And I've just given you the figures of 70 million plus in the, in the US. So where, where do those other people go to? So my, my, my goal is to expand, help as many as possible.
0: Good. What about you personally? Where do you see yourself in the next five years? <laughs> five years.
1: Do you know Vancouver has been calling to me? Really? <laughs> Vancouver, I know. <laughs> Vancouver has been calling to me. I really fancy that. I want to achieve my, uh, my childhood ambition of uh, learning to fly an airplane um, and, um, you know giving my children a fantastic life
0: awesome I'm not knocking Vancouver I'm actually in Toronto Vancouver is beautiful yeah. I just I've, I've had enough of North America it's, East, me, it's time for me to go over the pond
1: East, East Coast versus West Coast right but it's uh, a <laughs> I think right. Okay, so so my ideally, ideally, you know, it would be um, a place in Vancouver, and then one in uh, Rome, and then one in, uh, like, dear Wales, and uh, and one in Bath. Nice. That that's you know, that's what I would like. But I probably won't do that because I'll be too busy serving people. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, uh, you'd be surprised at how many people you could serve in Vancouver because Vancouver is, or here in Canada, just alone. I mean, the, the, net, the numbers are, the, the funny thing here in Canada is that the numbers, uh, they're not reflective of how many patients are actually getting the help that they need. Right. Because of the self-doubt and the self uh, uh, that I'm okay, yeah. that I don't need to go see a doctor. I don't, need okay. to go, I don't need to go check myself into anywhere because I'm okay still. Yes
1: yeah
0: that's another thing that uh, I noticed with uh, this kind of these kinds of diseases is that, yeah. like we talked earlier, um, it, it's really based off of the patient wanting to and I, I use the term loosely patient. It's not patient, the person yes. wanting to get the help.: Yes to if you could pick up the phone right now and call yourself a 20 years old, what would you tell yourself?
1: <laughs> Stop being so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth.
0: I love it, that's a great answer. <laughs> It's true. Uh, though.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, looking back, would you change anything?
1: Uh, no. No, I, I adore my children. Um, I think I think you and I spoke earlier when we um, we talked about the um, depression and how you learned from that, and it made you who you are. You know, you, you grew from it. And um, if I hadn't have gone through the uh, anorexia experience, I wouldn't be setting up this project to to help others. Awesome. So, I don't I don't regret anything.
0: Perfect. I love that answer. I absolutely adore that answer. Like all the big guests that say that it's like, yeah, you guys get it. Thank you, Jim. Uh, what keeps you up at night?
1: Uh, things I haven't done. <laughs> things I haven't done. But the um, the main thing that keeps me up up at night is um, where to find other people who can help me with this uh, project, you know, because I want it to be an extensive service. So I need other hypnotherapists. I need psychotherapists. Um I need uh, cognitive behavior therapists, and um, I haven't you know, and, and I want them in those areas where around the globe where, where I need them to be, because I, I truly have this vision for this being a 24-hour contact service, you know. That's awesome And I, and I need that. Or nutritionists as well. Sorry, I keep forgetting the n- nutritionists. But it's uh, it's 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 who I need. I need these people on board.
0: You'll get them. I have no doubt about that. You will get them. Thank you. Uh, where can people find more about you? Um,
1: so I have the Anorexic Healer uh, website, and also on Instagram, I have the Anorexic Healer um, at. Uh, insta label facebook is not set up yet um but um for sure if if people want to to reach out to me f- fill on the online fill out the online form if you don't want to cover the cost of uh, calling the uk and uh i promise i'll get back to you
0: awesome and again i will be posting for everybody out there listening all his all martin's links with the show notes so if you are suffering from this uh this tragic disease please reach out to him i know he can help you um any final thoughts
1: final thoughts don't give up you really have to understand that there is a possibility for you to to live a fantastic life and uh you just need to make the decision and uh and take the first step.
0: Awesome. Martin, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for everything that you do. This is a this is a topic that a lot of people will not cover because of especially for men, it's not considered a man's disease, a quote unquote man's disease, considered a young woman's disease. So for you to be coming out here and reaching out like this to be, to be helping everybody is, I mean, thank you so much for that. I really appreciate you for that.
1: Thank you so much. And it's, it's been great. I, admittedly, my, my heart was racing 300 beats a minute before I came onto the show. But uh, your interviewing style helped me to uh, um, say what I needed to say, and in a, good, in a good way, I hope,
0: in a good way. Good. Thank you. Thank you again so much. Yes. Going through hard times is just a test. What you need to know is that when, you're, when, you, when you get out of whatever you're going through, you will be stronger than ever before, and you don't need to go through it alone. Always know that. You are not alone. Stay tuned for more real people with amazing stories that are just like yours. Until then, to everyone out there listening, I wish you a good morning, good afternoon, or a good night wherever you may be in this crazy world. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share this with your friends and family members. If you know of someone who is suffering from depression, please share this with them as well as it may help them realize that there is help out there and that they are not alone. Also, please be so kind and give us a five-star rating on wherever you may be listening and some comments as your feedback is highly appreciated. Thank you again for supporting our mission to speak out and find solutions about men's mental health issues and stay tuned for more amazing stories from real people that are just like you.